Welcome to Germany vs. USA. Alex, what you been doing? Taking care of one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very... <You're... laughs> Yourself. <laughs> kind of a derivative of mine. <laughs> uh, um, just one thing that needs a lot of maintenance, um, but also is very uh, fa fairly easygoing and happy making. Uh, unpredictable at times, but it's uh, it's a good thing in general. Something we've been looking for for almost nine months, and so like, uh, yep, now now it's here. You are a father. Congratulations, yes. my friend. Congratulations you, to you and your family. So, are you getting any sleep? Do you want any unsolicited parenting <laughs> advice? I mean, do you just want to just go through the whole nine yards or do you want me just to leave you alone? Because I know I, I just love like people like, oh, you have a kid? Let me tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Well, fortunately, uh, I, I cannot be the bitching parent like to be like, oh, we don't get any sleep. We don't get anything done. I mean, there were like a week or two where it was a little bit. Uh, uh, a little less sleep and was a little, was a little chaotic, but um, uh, we have a good sleeper. We got a good sleeper, and he is, uh, yeah, he's just uh, making making life for us not too crazy. And so, yeah, and unfortunately, I can't I can't bitch about that. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a happy baby that sleeps well at night. Only gets up like once or twice, and then I'm not the one who can actually provide what he needs. So that's my wife, and um, so I'm getting enough sleep yeah i'm doing good that's good man it's great to hear that both baby and your wife are healthy and happy and somewhat rested as rested as they can be that's uh one of my favorite stories from the early days of becoming a parent we also had a really good sleeper or have a good sleeper and uh, the doctor was just like when we went into a checkup and our doctor was just like don't tell your friends that she's sleeping through the night. Like just <laughs> don't tell them yet because that's not the case for everyone. So it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's a blessing when uh, you actually do get some rest. Yeah. And it's also like famous last words, right? Cause I mean, that might change. It's, it's always yeah. a phase with babies, I guess. And so uh, can be like two or three weeks that it changed entirely. So, so we'll see, but so far, knock on wood, uh, uh, all is good. Everyone's healthy and happy. And, uh, it's just the, it's just the normal chaos that, that we kind of expected would happen. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, you know, occasionally going out in your garage, just, uh, <laughs> just for silence. Just, uh, all right. Yes. Yeah. Can I stay out here for another minute or is that too long? Do I need to go back inside? <laughs> Uh, woo! <laughs> uh, yeah yeah thanks for asking i appreciate that so so yeah new chapter but it's uh it's exciting also well great well we have taken a few weeks off a month or two off and we're happy to do a one episode right before the end of the year actually this may may post in 2023 but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either way it's it's good to uh, be doing this getting the equipment back out and one thing alex and i wanted to do is kind of recap 2022 like we did uh 2021 yeah and i think also 2020 already we uh, it's been like uh, the third time we've been doing this crazy tells you how long we've been doing this podcast already <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh, really <laughs> yeah years? wow, I, wow. Can't, I, I can't believe that well on and off for 15 that's kind of yeah. our style <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> but yeah we have different like categories um uh that kind of like fit our i guess generation and behavior uh book app netflix series uh, movies, bands or music, purchases, hobbies, and podcasts. And uh, we sometimes we have a couple, sometimes we only have one uh, that we list, and I think we just go through them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with books, because I know as a new parent, you're just getting a ton of time to read. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, and this is actually from the time that I read before uh, a little guy was bored. Um, the first one is actually the one I'm most excited about. It's called, and it's only available in English, unfortunately. I gave it to my mom for Christmas. It's called Ritz and Escoffier, The Hotelier, The Chef, and The Rise of the Leisure Class. And it's basically so 
It's about Caesar Ritz, who is a hotelier in like the 19th century, and Auguste Escoffier, who is a today like super famous cook, and he he published like basically the still today like the bible for chefs and cooks uh, that they actually have to or need to go through in their apprenticeship when you want to become a chef um and so ritz was basically responsible for setting up like hotel businesses um and of course his name is from the famous hotel the ritz uh le ritz which is now ritz carlton but back in the days it was the ritz and escoffier was the uh, the chef and the cook and um so they opened up a hotel in Paris, Le Ritz, and then also in London, uh, Ritz something. And they've been just basically defining how we do hotelier and restaurant business today. Even like they restructured the entire system. Uh, Escoffier, the chef, he was responsible for like the, uh, the structure of today's kitchen. So, you know, back in the days, you would just have, you know, chefs doing all kinds of work. And he established the system of you have someone who's taking care of sauces, someone who's taking care of uh, vegetables, someone who's taking care of fish, someone who's taking care of meats. And so he basically created this entire system or uh, structured this. And I mean, it's still valid today. And so it's just a really interesting um, book to see how it works. And there's some interesting stuff in there, like Ho Chi Minh, you know, mm-hmm. who, he was like a sous chef from Escoffier in one of his uh, kitchens in, I think, in Paris. Um, and so they, you know, they meet a lot of like personalities along the way throughout their time because they had different hotels in different places all over Europe. And it's just a really interesting read to see how they defined and influenced the way we do leisure regarding to hotel and restaurants today. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I actually. Would love to read that book. I'm going to add it to my Goodreads because I, I mean, I'm fast. I love cooking. It's a, it's a hobby you and I both share and enjoy. So I, I would love to, to read a little bit about yeah. that. And, you know, I've, I've staying at a Ritz is, it's pretty nice. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, yeah I mean, can't the, complain on that. Yeah. The entire thing was sold afterwards and, you know, like different hands and like, but it's, uh, it's just interesting how it developed. And then, uh, the second book I read and I thought I mentioned it last year, but I guess I didn't is, uh, How Democracies Die by <laughs> Stephen Levitsky and Daniel Ziblatt. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, it seems like Trump and Putin have read that book. Uh, cause, uh, it literally like gives you like, I think it's like 20 points. Um, and, like measures that happen or things that happen in, in societies on the democratic societies, how, how they are like undemocratized. And, uh, it's, if you read it and look through it, it's very valid. And I think even for like Germany and the United States, you will see a couple of points where like, Oh shit, that's actually yeah. you know, the things we discover in our country. So it's just a good, like basic, basic democracy. How, how's it more than just one page? Cause I would assume you would just open that book up and it would just say Fox news. But I guess <laughs> I guess there's more to killing a democracy than that. Yeah, it's it, it gives good examples of like uh, like also like back in history. So it like it will, and I think it it has also like it it does include some measures Trump has taken as well. So um, it gives like good practical examples, and then if actually if you see like the practical things happening in reality and in, in policy and politics, and then you look at kind of like the theory of democracy and you actually see, oh yeah, this is being dismantled right here. Um, it's just, it's a little scary. I mean, it's not like a happy-go-lucky read, but it's it, it's helpful to see or to detect these kind of undemocratic um, uh, um, developments in, in society. Now, that's another one I'll read. It's My books follow something similar on that path. So I, I put down four. That's a that's a lot, but my my first one I put down. I I just kind of found this book randomly. It's called "To End All Wars." Uh, it's a story of loyalty and rebellion, and it covers the history of World War One. But the perspective is all through the dissenters. So when you think of the great global conflicts, I think unfortunately, especially in in America they're often painted as simply good versus evil. And there's definitely truth in a lot of that, but as anyone knows, it's way more complicated. And this just gets really into just the madness of, of the first world war. And it wasn't 
that until afterwards, everyone was like, hey, this was a really bad idea. Like it, yeah. during leading up to the conflict, throughout the conflict, there were a lot of brave individuals on both sides saying this is insanity and no one was listening. So it's, it's this really all encompassing story of that time period. So that one, that one's just a fun, a fun history book that, that I enjoyed <laughs> reading this year. Uh, and I try to like filter through books that aren't, I've been, cause ever in the last few years, I've, I've been reading a ton on like just American history. So that one's, that one's a little broader. The next one, Alex, which is also as exciting as Democracy Die, is called Putin's People, How the KGB mm-hmm. Took Back Russia and Then Took on the West. And it's it's similar to it talks about how you um, just, you know, slowly erode a democracy. But it's a really great insight to um, the rise of Putin, how he came to power the system which has been put in place that is what Russia is today. And it's a very informative book. It's pretty dense, um, but it gets all the way through the fall, the Soviet Union to the invasion of uh, Crimea. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's a really good, if you're trying to understand more like what's going on with, with the conflict and in Putin, his regime, I, I would highly recommend it. The next book, which is also a happy, <laughs> happy topic, which I think I've actually mentioned this one before. On the yeah, podcast. I was just going to say the next one I think you've I, mentioned. Um, yeah, it's I was going through Goodreads and I was like, you know what, I'll throw it back on here. I, I won't dive too deep into it, but it's uh, it's called Jesus and John Wayne, How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation. So again, it gets into um, d- just the the erosion of the American democracy, but also the conservative movement of how that's been blended and twisted and in something new and often terrifying has mm-hmm. come out. And so I'm not trying to get too, you know, like too political on that, but it, it's, it's a really fascinating book because if you've ever found yourself watching anything on Netflix or learning about like, Oh, what is an evangelical and what are, yeah. what are their roles in America? And like, are they just like Mormons? And, mm. you know, it's like, no, like there's, it's, it's very informative and educational on, on that particular sect, religious sect, and then also the influence in American policy and how, how, yeah, how they twisted into culture. Yeah. Yeah. How they kind of like post redefined, uh, identity redefined history redefined like patriotism right i mean Mm -hmm. i kind of like intermixed it with like christianity as well i think yeah that sounds super interesting yeah and then also people who aren't and aren't evangelicals get sucked into it right Mm -hmm. so it's a good book it's not as thick as the first two or as dense so you can really fly through it and then I felt bad on my, my three. So I was like, you know what? Here's another fun one that's like a beach read, but uh, it's called uh, Betrayal in Berlin. So it is the story of the Berlin Tunnel, of how the Americans, mostly Americans, tried to dig a tunnel into the East mm-hmm. and, then how, and then how the Brits just screwed it up. So it's a really <laughs> great, it's a fun, fun spy novel that's not as heavy as the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds. Great. I want to. I want to read that one. That sounds awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, you've been you've been good at reading, man. That's awesome. I, I I remember I put Goodreads on my app list like two years ago. I think it was the first time. <sighs> Unfortunately, it didn't didn't make it into my habit uh, app had a habit system yet. Ah, oh, man, it's still my number one. It's my number one app, and so <laughs> as people will find soon, my app game has not changed very much. Yeah, actually, which is the next category that we are like leading through, right? Um, where you know what? Actually, coming up on that because we mentioned uh, a Goodreads, I will uh, name mine first if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. And so the first one is actually Blinkist. I don't know if you've heard of that app. <laughs> <laughs> you and I talked offline for 20 minutes about why I'm like, why do I even have a smartphone? So <laughs> yeah, no, I, have, I have not heard of Blinkist. Okay. Um, so it's an app where you, you know, you pay like a subscription. It's, I think it was like 60 or 70 bucks a year. Um, but it, it summarizes um, non-fictional books, um, you know, like mostly books about, you know, science or society, um, and it summarizes these books in um, 
in 20 minutes audio, or you can read through like, uh, yeah, which takes you about the same time, 20 minutes. So uh, it will take, you know, all kinds of books, but no fiction books, like no fiction books, like you won't read like a John Grisham or something on there, of course, but, and it will be summarized in 20 minutes and in like seven, what do they call them? Blinks, I think they call them blinks um, or like seven to 10 blinks. Um, and you just get the gist of like a, of like a book and don't have to read the entire book. Great. So you can just be like a, a cliff note idiot. Like, yep, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I read that book. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can't get into in the finer points. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so exactly. is, is it a subscription base? Yeah. And it's a it... subscription. Yeah. And they're super, okay. again, it's quite, cause like about, yeah, I thought it, I think it was like seventy bucks a year. Um, okay, but the cool thing is, if you actually, you know, if you listen to like an interesting blink, then you, I did that once or twice, where I actually then started listening or reading the entire book. Uh, okay. Because yeah, you know, that's what would happen. I would get sucked in, and then I would have to uh, read the book. Yeah, and then and sometimes you know you you, you listen to the summaries of some books, and it's like. Okay, th that is not too complicated. This, I mean, it's it's good that I just you know listen to like the summary. I get it. Um, so that is uh, that's an app I've been enjoying. Uh, second favorite app only for the last two months is Baby Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's just an app that makes sounds like it's super interesting. It makes sounds like um, I don't know, like the microwave, like a fan. It makes sounds like. <laughs> like thunder like the washing machine has like white noise in there has some lullabies um it's great yeah yeah to say you pull i have that app as well <laughs> so that one's great the other one which is so funny i think my wife and i each paid like 20 dollars yeah. for this one and it's it's called baby shusher and it's just one button okay and all it does shh <laughs> That's it. I That's always thought it was like the sheesh sound. I always thought it was a joke. Like it was just, yeah, it's just, you know, it works. Uh -uh. <laughs> it, that, it, it's because someone was like, yeah, I'm really tired of doing shh, shh, or whatever. So, okay. Oh, yeah. And for people who do not have kids yet, it's not to like shush, shush your, your kid down. It's to get them fall asleep usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it's also the very first sign that you are as a parent losing your mind. So it's just the <laughs> first. <laughs> it's the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it only it only continues. Yeah. And the last app I propose is like uh, it's shameless self uh, promotion. It's the app I'm working on right now, which is not publicly available. It's called helloworld.com. But we're looking for uh, for beta testers right now. Um, I'll put the link in the description and it's a language learning app or vocabulary learning app that we're working on where you can use or learn new vocabulary, uh, of course, available in English, German, but also like Swedish, Italian, French. We added Korean and Danish actually, and Spanish, of course, and where you can learn vocabulary with your own photos, basically. So there's like an image recognition in there that detects your photos um, and then you can use basically a flashcard system based on your own, you know, images. I'm sorry. I've been a bad beta tester, Alex. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to sign up for that as a beta tester, I'll put the, I'll throw the link in the description. Okay. That's a good one. I, I do have the hello world app and I enjoy it. So I will, I will plug your app as well. My apps. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually thinking about this because I looked at my list and I was like, damn, I still just use Goodreads and like just the basic iPhone apps. But there was one that I was like, you know what? This is actually a really good app for anyone visiting the United States. Um, it's called All Trails. Mm -hmm. And it is a subscription service, but you get like a week free trial if you sign up. So if you're planning on visiting the United States and you want to go to any and national you, park and if you're an american you can do the entire states in like seven days yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, or, or all trail trials and we gotta go to montana uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well it's half our vacation um but if if you are like looking and hell you can just be american but it's a great it's a great app 
for uh, national parks, um, any types of, you know, hiking, outside activity where you're trying to familiarize yourself with the area. Mm -hmm. And then you can download the maps on your phone. So even if you lose service, which just happened to Dustin and I, Dustin and I oh. were a, a friend of, uh, of ours. We were hiking a few months back and we, we got off the trail. Like literally we were just in the middle of the woods <laughs> for Germans. And, it's and, like, how is that possible? And America's yeah. like, yeah, well that happens and you're lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, we both grew up in wooded areas. So we were like, well, okay, let's, which way is out of here? And we're like, we have no idea, but we, we were able to use the app to figure out and how to get back on. So that one is very practical and great too. If you're visiting and, and want more information on, on some cool areas. So that that I think that's just going to be my app re recommendation. Then I'm just going <laughs> to stick with that. And Goodreads, damn it, more people need to get on Goodreads. So Alex made me promise only Netflix series this year because the last two years I'm like, oh yeah, it's a great show on HBO. I love this show <laughs> on HBO. Hey, do you have do you have this? You know really obscure channel that you only get in four southern states no okay <laughs> um, <laughs> so netflix series man i unfortunately i don't i know i watch netflix i just don't know if i, I remember anything or look back through but so for but this one i went right I do because of course you know, <laughs> I do. I mean, we use it. I just don't know if the contents. I mean, like we watched like The Crown, and, yeah. and that was uh, I don't. One I was thinking about putting it on my list, but then I, I don't know. Then I was like, you know, that's already got enough like fame. Yeah, you, you know. So, I mean, so th there's some good documentaries on there and life lessons, like The Tiger King, and you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> historical important things valuable so ethical I, lessons yeah ethical good hard-working people uh so for me one that i did recently watch it's a three-part series called aftershock mm -hmm. and so it's about the terrible earthquake in nepal in 2015 and it, it goes through three different areas. And I remember when that happened, I remember it was bad, but I didn't realize how mm -hmm. bad it was. So when was that? In which year? 2015 or 2014. Okay. So yeah, that, I, was just, I, I kind of remember, but not very well, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, over 10,000 people died. So wow. I mean, it's, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, right. And, um, I don't want to, well, I'll add, I'll give my, I'll editorialize. The thing that shocked, not shocked me about it, but made me feel so uncomfortable is you have this perspective of everything that happened in, in the village or in the city and then to a village outside the, the main city. And then you had the base camps in Everest mm -hmm. and I've known for a long time how busy Everest is and it's such yeah. a tourist attraction. And if you have money and you know privilege, you can you can go you can hike Everest, right? Like mm -hmm. it's not anymore about a like I'm a mountain man and right. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, you can make it happen. <laughs> Basic <laughs> physical skills are enough at this point, yeah. Right. I did not realize how many people we're actually at base camp and camp one. I mean, you're talking about hundreds. Okay. And wow. it's just this whole ecosystem. And it's, it, it reminds me of that book that I've talked about before of overbooked of just like the good and bad of the tourist industry. Mm -hmm. And it's just really shocking like to see it, just to see, I've seen footage of the base camp before, but never in this way. So anyway, Aftershock, it's pretty good. I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Um, kind of eye-opening. The other one that I that my wife and I recently watched, uh, which is brand new, is Pepsi. Where's my jet? Have you heard of this? No. I need to add. So I'll add it. I don't have it in our notes. So in the 90s, especially in America, there 
you know, the big war between uh, Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Yeah. Right. And so Pepsi moved in and was, you know, going after the younger generation where Coca-Cola was, you know, going after like our parents. Right. Mm -hmm. And they made this stupid commercial where they did a loyalty program. And if you bought enough Pepsis, in theory, you could buy a Harrier jet, which is a military jet, the one that like can hover up and down, right? You can get um, it like for your points or something or? Right. That's what okay. Pepsi same. And somebody found a loophole in it and called their bluff. And oh, said, yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great example of just like puffering and ad agencies going wild and just like everything. So that one's like a fun, light, light. I say lighthearted, but it's a it's a fun yeah. documentary, like two or three episodes. Really, just really uh, kind of good. So that like the, one I would recommend. Yeah, like the peak of the '90s capitalistic mm -hmm. advertisement uh, kind of yeah streak. Yes. Also, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that one is that one's pretty good. And then the other one I was going to say this is older, but I didn't have it on my list, and I was like, you know what? Someone needs to dig this up. But this it's called this is a robbery. The Isabella Stewart Gardner uh, robbery that also happened in the 90s. So that is a now more famous museum that mm -hmm. in Boston that was robbed, I think, in the 90s. And all types of classical work was stolen, like 13 pieces, like Rembrandt's oh, wow. and all types of things. And it's never been solved. Okay. And all types of theories, anything from random dudes just went in there and did it to these world renowned mm -hmm. uh, art thieves that, mm -hmm. you know, could have done it to it was a mob story. It's a fascinating story. And I've read I've read a book about it that I really enjoyed. And then this documentary uh, just sums it up. You don't need to okay, read the book. Cool. Yeah. The book. So it's that that's. Those are my three. I would watch all of them. Actually, that sounds awesome. They are really good recommendations, and they're on Netflix, so you can. You don't yes, have to get no a VPN. VPN, no craziness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> neat. Um, yeah, one. I mean, well, I said earlier that, that the Crown is like so mainstream that I didn't recommend, it, and now I'm recommending the Tinder Swindler, which was also like super mainstream. Oh, I've guess. seen that. Oh, yeah. uh, and that that Norwegian girl on there. I I just. Oh my god, I've seen that one and like I'm watching it and I'm and I'm just like, oh come on. I know. Come on. I'm I'm, I'm I you didn't gotta put, know. I know. The thing is I didn't put it there because like the uh, documentaries was I mean, it was a well done documentary, of course. It was well well mm -hmm. produced. Um but just that that is possible today. I mean that that, that yeah. happens to people and just kinda like for people to be aware of the tricks and swindles that are happening out there. I thought that was, that was, I mean, that was the, that itself to me was just fascinating. And then there was like this I think it was a Russian girl, right? The Anna, whatever her name was, who did kind of like a similar oh. thing in New York. Right. I forgot. Oh, her. I love how you, she was Russian. Definitely not. German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she lived in Germany, right? Or she, 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 oh, my watch is crazy. Sorry. Uh, but she, yeah, she was from Russia, but like then spent some time in Germany or I, yeah, I don't know. She, but any, she, she's Russian, but spent time in Germany. Yeah. Uh, what is that? That um, doesn't count. I'm just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's good. Um, I mean, well, the, those, I, I know the story. I couldn't get through the, I couldn't get through the, are you talking about like the mini series? Yeah, I think it was also Netflix it? series. Yeah, I only, I, I mean, to me, they kind of like belong together and like this, uh, yeah. just with like this influencer lifestyle, high society life. But it's just, uh, uh, and yeah, the yeah, it's it's well it's done true. in the documentary. Also, like the, how the messages are being sent, how that happened, and and kind of like the traps of that as well. I don't know. I am so thankful I never had to deal with internet dating. I just, yeah. just, just barely old enough where like it just wasn't quite quite a thing and i just couldn't imagine that I, I had forgotten about the tinder swindler because that yeah. that story is wild and it also like you see like the con but then it it, it ties into like the the fraud of social media too yeah. of like yeah. oh i want this lifestyle and same with Anna Sorkin or whatever is that her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, Anna, but I don't remember the last name. Yeah, 
But, okay. Oh, anyway, we'll throw those, it in those there. are good. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. And then my uh, the second one I post is actually a German documentary. Um, it's called Dig Deeper, Das Verschwinden von Birgit Meyer. So like the disappearance of Birgit Meyer. Um, and this is, I'm not sure if I talked about this. So Birgit Meyer is a woman in her, I think in her 30s or 20s, and she just disappears at a certain day. Um, and never to be found like now nothing is figured out and then but she's the sister of like the highest police chief in hamburg so this is like a hamburg a story from hamburg but actually she lived just south of hamburg in lower saxony just but close to the in i think in lüneburg which is like a city 30 kilometers away from hamburg so it's like a local story for for us here and so after the chief of the hamburg police he was actually i think the lka chef after he's retired and you know that's his sister has been gone for like 20 or 30 years um, after he retires and he is like in the Hamburg police history, he's like very well, you know, he's like top has like, you know, top merits. And so he decides to actually figure out what happened to his sister because he was always like kind of skeptical about the way the police authorities in lower sex and he handled the case and they didn't, you know, handle it properly. And, um, and so that's basically the story of him using, um, of course, his professional experience and many of his professional um, uh, colleagues uh, from different, you know, s spheres um, to figure out what happened, what had happened to his sister, uh, to figure out the the case. Um, and I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's very interesting, and I'm pretty sure that it's available on Netflix with English subtitles. Um, yeah, I, I think it is, and it's 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 so it's so in interesting because it's true, it happened, and. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that that's just a that's just a good watch. I think it's like five series, six series, like a mini series as well. Um, dig deeper. Das Verschwinden von Birgit Meyer. I can highly recommend. Have <laughs> I want I want to stay on this real quick because I now that we're on Netflix, my my brain is working a little better. Have you watched? Have you watched? Hold your breath. The ice dive. No. <sighs> It is a, it's about a, I believe she's Finnish. I'm pretty sure it's Johanna Nordblad, I believe. But it's all about like this, this professional swimmer. And it's a thing. It's in Finland. I know it's in Finland. Mm -hmm. I, and I believe she's Finnish. But like the sport is you go out on a frozen lake, drill through the ice, hop in and see how far underwater you can swim. Mm -hmm. And then you come up on the other side. So you must have digged like a second hole or is that just random? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... Yeah. Okay. yeah. I should have explained that. Better. <laughs> you, but you dig another hole. Yeah, I'm just going to dive uh, up here and see if end. I find a second uh, hole. <laughs> but it's... Uh, Holy like, shit. Why? I, uh, I don't know. I, I just watched it the other day. It's like 40 minutes. It's real like monotone and it's definitely Scandinavian in the sense yeah. like there's there's you never there's no sun. There's just no sun. It has like the Fargo vibe of it. Uh, uh, it's very, and it's just like, why do you do this? Oh, I just want to, I just, I do it, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's really cold. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, that one, <laughs> check that. If you're, yeah. if you need, if you need your, your baby to, to fall asleep yet, you want to watch something that's calming yet oddly terrifying at the same time <laughs> it's the ice dive or hold your breath the ice dive movies jim i think and this is the first time we've actually and i didn't i, I didn't look at your list when i made mine but we have one that is corresponding actually one movie that we both put up there oh do we yeah don't look oh up. we do don't look up. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That's a good movie uh, for yeah. for this year. So, yeah. what did you? All right, you go first. You tell me your, your thoughts on it. Um, I just thought it was. A, I mean, it was a well produced show. Um, has like very talented actors, or I mean, super well actors, like top actors, <laughs> and the entire like um, vibe of the of the movie is just. Uh, it's just uplifting for some reason, even though it's like a tragedy, right? And this is, I think this is kind of like where, where it meets reality. Uh, it's like an uplifting comedy almost, even though like what they are talking about and the facts of the reality are just actually sh super depressing and sad. Um, but it manages to, to put it in like a, 
entertaining uh, format. Yeah. I. So are you familiar with the movie Idiocracy? No, I don't think so. Okay, so Idiocracy is a movie that came out in the early 2000s. And it's just become a cult classic because unfortunately more and more things from that movie. It's not, I mean, it's just like this terrible, stupid movie have become true. Mm. (laughs) And I feel like that's what's going to happen with don't look up. Like you, you had this movie, it's entertaining. It's very much, you know, just nose to the thumb, like in your face. Like, you know, I think Adam McKay is, like he's just very much like mm-hmm. guys, come on. But unfortunately, I think in ten years, people are still going to be talking about this movie, and more and more things from like they're pulling from are going to become relevant. And it's just one of those; it's not going to go away. But yeah, with all that said, yeah, it's really well acted. It's it's <laughs> funny, yeah. and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like if you go in there and like you want it to be, it's not serious. It's no. just. Uh, but it's we, yeah okay. We, we didn't say in one word what it is about, um, and we're not going to say it. But it has just uh, DiCaprio plays in it, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep has just amazing cast. Um, <laughs> oh God, Meryl Streep's role is just the best. <laughs> <laughs> like her and her son. What's 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 his name again? Um, uh, oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jonah Hill's in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just perfect. I mean, so yeah, definitely, definitely an easy, easy one to watch at night. Um, okay. And then I'll mention my second one is called Billion Dollar Code. Um, and it's also available on Netflix. <laughs> uh, and it's about two um, guys in Berlin in the, I think, mid-90s. Uh, and I'm, I think I mentioned it in the podcast, but I don't think I mentioned it in, like, in the year recaps. And it's these guys basically invented like a, a pre-version of Google Earth or Google Maps. Um, actually Google Earth and uh, it talks or deals with how they developed the entire thing in Berlin with like little budget and like the little you know development thing then it was bought out by the or they got like funding by the Deutsche Telekom Um, you know and it's very 90s style early computers you know huge monitors and that kind of style people smoking inside and working late and they actually meet um, the Google founders in Silicon Valley um, or one of the developers of, of Google also and it's it's just about the story about the lawsuit actually that they filed against Google that um, the idea or some of the code from Google Earth was stolen from Google um, from these guys basically. Oh, nice. Okay, and it's and it's also a true story, of course. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of this at yeah, all. German so I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 cool watching. Interesting to see also like how how back in the days. Uh, uh, like in the '90s, how how the internet was was seen and uh, and yeah, it was it's just a good watch. Alex, my other movie that <laughs> I'm a, a little embarrassed to share, but also like you know what, it was I, a hit. I was uh, the, is it the one with Tom Cruise, like the new yes. top, top Gun? Yes, Top Gun Maverick. So my wife and I first movie <laughs> we ha- have seen in theaters since. The pandemic, like, so we had not been out to a movie theater in more than two years. And we saw Top Gun Maverick late. I I think we may even talked about this either online or offline, but we saw it late, like thinking, okay, like, you know, it's just not going to be that packed anymore, whatever. But it was awesome because we went in there full theater and just you had the full like movie going experience. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, so I don't know if they're re-releasing it or not. Um, or I guess where I like pass the holiday season, but I miss like seeing a movie that you're like, yes, you have to see this in theater. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so that one was just so much fun. It's obviously be fun, like at home theater or whatever, but really enjoyed <laughs> old Tom Cruise back at it again. But yeah, I was shocked. Cause I went in there and like, all right, I'm going to see it. Cause I have to see it. Yeah. And then I, then I walked away. And I was like, damn it. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I just looked at the ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes and uh, international movie database. And it's got raving reviews, really good. Reviews. Oh my God. It's, it's 
bad in all the right ways. It's great in all the right ways. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, just, yeah, sure. <laughs> and also it's like, like a this- cartoon. It's like a cartoon, but it's a real, <laughs> real movie. Now we are um, moving from the visual stuff to the audio stuff. So first we have bands. Um, and I'm going to make this quick because I haven't really discovered many. Uh, one playlist I like is a lullaby playlist. Uh, that's good for the background music. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you want to get your kids to sleep. And then there's two bands that I, uh, that I discovered through a TV show um, with Jan Böhmermann. Remember we talked about him, like the German yep. entertainer? And he has like this weekly show. And I'm, I mean, I like him. He's kind of like, you know, controversial, but I think he does good stuff. And one of the shows, usually they do like um, investigative journalism kind of style a little bit. And they kind of, it's Friday, on Friday evening it airs. And so they, for the entire week, they, on social media and their outlets, they kind of uh, uh, build some tension about what they would reveal in that Friday's episode. And then on that Friday's episode, they just had like six different bands play live music and like really cool live music. They basically introduced it to be like, you know, we don't want to do, we feel it's time for people just to have, you know, listen to some good music, enjoy some like, you know, cultural stuff. And here's like just six amazing bands. Um, and two of those bands I want to recommend, or I kind of discovered through him. One is called Wanda. It's an Austrian band, uh, male singers. And like with the, have a little bit of like a Austrian accent in their singing. Um, I sing mostly German, I think. And uh, another band from Chemnitz from the East of Germany called Blonde, um, two sisters and one guy. And it's it just it's also German music, and they have just really good lyrics. Uh, and the music is also good, but they have just interesting lyrics from the especially from like that younger generation, born two thousands, early two thousands, and their view and stuff. Uh, so, uh, Wanda is probably for music. Blonde is more for the lyrics, and the Lullaby playlist is for calmness. I will check both of those out because I think it was last year when we were doing music. I realized like a lot of things. I was just kind of in a rut. <laughs> and not only was I in a rut, but I love the band Drive By Truckers. Mm -hmm. It's one of my fa favorite bands. But when Spotify did the the recap, mm -hmm. like I was in the top half percent <laughs> of listeners. And oh. so I was like, okay, I was like, okay, I love this band, but I gotta get outside of this <laughs> genre. In 2022, okay, I got to. Uh, and when Spotify came out with the, you know, your top 22, or whatever. Damn it, I was still in the top half percent of drive-by <laughs> listeners. But I did, I did branch out and find a few new, a few new bands this year that I really liked. And so I tried to pick things from completely different genres mm -hmm. so my first band is a british band called the name is just so ridiculous uncle acid and the deadbeats yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> so uh i don't know what genre they would be in it's not really heavy metal but like the um music is it it's can be but it's mm -hmm. almost like a psychedelic stoner rock it's just good music. I listen to them a lot when I'm running because mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just good. So upbeat, Uncle yeah. Acid, yeah, Uncle Acid and Deadbeats, they're really fun. The next band, or I shouldn't say band, next performer I discovered, uh, I went, my wife and I went and saw Florence and the Machine, mm -hmm. um, which we we knew, right? Famous famous band. But her opener is a young woman out of Brooklyn by that goes by King princess mm -hmm. and she's just great. I mean, he's just so talented. Her show, her opening set was just so much fun. But isn't and it so often, uh, so isn't it so often that when, once you discover or see someone like in like a live setting or like a special event setting, and then you discover them, my experience is like, these are the bands you often stick to way more than just songs you listen to on the radio or just kind of like listen to on a passerby. Like, because uh, my two bands were also because they had this amazing show like on TV and it was just surprising kind of. And from that experience, I like, okay, I got into it. And for you, it's also like you listen to it as like a pre-band and, and, and it sticks more. It sticks better. Oh, absolutely. And it's because like she could, she backed it up. Right yeah. now, like I hear her music, I'm like, oh, yeah. you know what? She actually sounds better live. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. great, uh, a great performer. Uh, and yeah, but you're right. Like, you see them live, and this is a, a side. I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers this summer, 
live for the first time. And I've always loved Red Hot Chili Peppers. But then it just made way more sense mm-hmm. why they are so world-renowned and famous. Because it is just, especially Flea, it mm-hmm. is just like, how are you still doing this? Like how how are you <laughs> how are you a still alive? B like this intense? Like yeah. C this good after all these years? But yeah, it, it makes a difference to be able to see a band live when you can. Um, and my last act, which is completely different than the other two, is a young guy named Billy Strings, and he is a bluegrass artist from Michigan. And he has a really interesting backstory. Uh, grew up uh, in a trailer park in Michigan and just just a wild ride. And mm-hmm. so and then bluegrass kind of pulled. He grew up playing bluegrass, went to heavy metal and then has come back to bluegrass now that he's a little older. And it's just a fun bluegrass isn't for everyone. But if you are going to check out bluegrass, I'd recommend uh, Billy Strings. Alex, our second to last category is podcast. And this reminds me, as it did last year, I really need to step up my podcast game because my podcasts are mostly work-related. A lot, mm-hmm. I, I listen to a lot of business podcasts, a lot of economics podcasts, and then I listen <laughs> I like to like how, a how few. Your, how your face is going like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I know, like I don't want to say it loud. Um, <laughs> I, I listen to a few like local sports podcasts and stuff, but most of, like I miss the days of like S Town and um, God, what was that one with the guy who who was wrongly convicted out of Baltimore? Ooh, um, I don't know, but serial uh, serial, yeah. Like, do you remember? Yeah, and you know, he just uh, his case was just thrown out. Mm-hmm. By the way, okay. So, well. Anyway, so like. So I need some help finding some exciting like storytelling podcasts like that. But one podcast that you should. And now that we're talking about podcasts, actually, just a week ago. Sorry to interrupt you, Jim. Yeah, I, I saw think your point. You're like, yeah, podcast. That's one thing because I thought about it uh, about a week ago when I was thinking about podcasts for some reason. You were like the first person I know that has ever like listened to podcasts because back uh, – that was in 2008, I think, when we were living in San Francisco. And you were listening to, I don't know how many, like, sports podcasts, right? I'm not sure if it was in the format of podcasts, but you were listening yeah. to these, like, sports conversations about, like, it was mostly football, I think. Well, so what happened to, yeah, so I was. But what, what it really opened up my world, when you first, like, growing up in the States, especially if you live in a larger metropolitan, you have local sports talk radio, Mm -hmm. just like you do in Germany and you get different personalities. Right. But it's very like, this is DC. This is Chicago. This is Boston. Like Philadelphia is famous because like, it's just insane. Like there are Mm -hmm. sports like, and so when ESPN came about and nationalized sports broadcasting and sports center, it just became this, watered down version Mm, mm -hmm. of this is what sports looks like now Mm -hmm. and so when podcasts first came on the scene all of a sudden i could start downloading like sports stark radio from miami Mm -hmm. or phoenix or you know chicago or the bay area and so i started doing that because i was like oh i'm really interested in like their perspective and what Mm -hmm. and i was in my early 20s so i had more time to like listen to all this <laughs> nonsense i don't have time for anymore but yeah you're absolutely right like i was using it to try to get away from just like the national messaging and get into like what are the local markets saying about yeah. their teams yeah i had I, I, just until now i had no clue what you were listening to but i was still astonished how you could listen to hours of like people talking about sports and uh, arguing about the different like <laughs> uh, tactic for like a uh, football uh, game. So, so yeah, I just, I thought about that the other day that you were like one of the first people I knew back when podcast was still like, in the, I mean, 15 years ago in the very early days. Uh, so yeah, just had to, had to, I uh, just wanted to mention that. I know. And then I, then it evolved from that to like, like I just mentioned, like some really great storytelling, mm-hmm. right? like serial. And then now, I don't know, it just, 
so many of the podcasts I listen to now, I just want to scream. Yeah. It's like, I need and, this information, but I, I'm not inspired. Yeah. But what I, it's, I mean, it's a different, I mean, it's not of the topic, but what I also found interesting about podcasts, how long it took to basically make money with podcasts. So like only like in the last, like, I don't know, like year or two, perhaps three years, there's been like proper advertisement, also like technical ways for podcast creators to include, you know, like advertisement uh, targeted to you as a listener. Um, that's only been added like in the last few years, basically, and it took forever. Ever since then, podcast was just a free uh, media that you could uh, um, consume, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now it's, you know, just like everything, it's evolved. Yep. But uh, I just thought it was interesting how long it took for podcasts to 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 get that capitalism head. Well, what are some of the podcasts? On. What are some of the podcasts you're listening to? Uh, let's see. There's it's three Germans, three German ones in this case. One is um, Geschichte aus Geschichten aus der Geschichte, so histories from history. Um, so and it's just two dudes, of course, as in most podcasts, uh, two dudes <laughs> who are um, who study history and they talk about. Um, basic basically one presents like a story to the other one and then they you know they they swap they alternate and just a story from history that uh is usually very specific it can be from like you know the middle ages can be from like pre-christmas from egypt or whatever and they just tell a story but there's always some some curious interesting thing that relates to today usually and so that's kind of kind of a cool podcast it's it's also very popular in germany um and then there's one this, nec this next one you're about to read. I can't. I just can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> it's called, what is this? It's called OK America. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a podcast from two people. Uh, uh, his name is he is uh, Brink. His name is Brinkbäumer. I forget his first name. And he is in Germany, Mitteldeutscher Rundfunk, MDR. And he's talking to um and now i forget her name but she's in washington dc she's like a correspondent in washington dc um uh Harvard, i think is her name anyway and they just do like a i think a weekly or every two weeks uh just uh talk about what happened in the states politically historically and as she kind of like travels around the uh, the u.s or is in washington dc and gets around and he has spent i think also like four or five years in the u.s as a as a as a journalist and as a correspondent They talk about what is happening in the United States, current developments, and that's just kind of like my source, one of my sources um, uh, to be up to date about what's happening in the United States. And I think that's just a good source for people who are listening to this podcast uh, might also be interested in that one where they actually do some research yeah. and talk uh, structured about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to add this one to mine because I, I just think it would add some much needed yeah. uh, content to my podcast game. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is uh, called uh, DLF Deutschlandfunk der Tag. It's like Monday through Friday, a daily podcast uh, that just summarizes what's happened in the day, just a news podcast. So this podcast, Der Tag, actual person, or is it a AI uh, bot reading? D DLF Deutschlandfunk is actual podcast, uh, uh, actual person. Um, And it's uh, DLF is like uh, uh, PBS in, in in the in the United States, like public broadcasting, okay. or like the BBC in the UK. Uh, so it's like uh, uh, very well structured, usually well researched um, news. Okay, that's good. That's better for you. Some of the things I listen to, it's literally an AI bot like reading me an article that like from. A publication that I don't have time to read. Yeah. So like yeah, I'll yeah. be walking the dog and then the robot voice is just in my <laughs> ear. And I'm just I'm just thinking about how I just want to disappear from everything. They are taking over. I mean it's yeah, it's scary, but it's also impressive how, how that's working. The next category is a little out of the context. It's just our favorite purchases. So it has nothing to do with media or consumption. Well, of course it has to do with consumption, but not media consumption. <laughs> um, um, and you want to start yours? Yeah, I will. You have a way cooler one than mine. Um, so you actually, we have a similar one yeah. here. The same one. I finally caved. Got an Apple Watch, Alex. Hate it, love it. I no. just, I just finally caved, and I was like, "I'll give it, I'll give it a go, and see how I feel about it." Yeah, 
because I like wearing I like wearing an actual timepiece. Mm-hmm. Do not like wearing an Apple Watch. Yeah, and then my insanity becomes very conflicted because part of why I don't like wearing trackers is not that I care that I'm being tracked. It's that I want the data to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so I don't I don't like, oh, I'm gonna wear my Apple Watch today and not wear my Apple Watch tomorrow or whatever. So I finally just bit the bullet and I'm like, you know what? Do it. And I, I really enjoy it. I I I've been doing a lot of the the fitness tracking, uh mm-hmm. the health biometrics. That's really all I use it for. I have all the notifications turned off. I tried to do text messaging for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like but I just I just don't I you know no, yeah, no, I just yeah, use yeah. it basically as a health tracker, and yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with it because right? it has like all the all the the hobby and sports and things that I do. I can like track my my barometrics while I'm doing it. So yes, yeah, I mean I'm happy with it. Yeah, I've I've had an Apple Watch for like six years. I had like the was it like two or three or whatever, and I I actually I got the newest one. Um, and it's for me like the amplitude of like of the Apple Watch is like it can be this insanely helpful or like super useful. And it's also insanely annoying and just distractive. So I, I haven't turned on all the notifications for for apps, and I probably should like clean through that as well. Um, but it's to me, it's the same. Like the tracking is kind of cool. I um I have like the newest one that has like these uh, has like an extra button and where you can uh, actually uh, one function that has been insanely helpful is a flashlight. So you hit like one button. I'm showing that, and within like two oh, yeah. seconds, you have like a very bright flashlight. Yeah. Which comes in really handy for the baby, so I could just lie to myself and tell me that I need it for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this very expensive, complex piece of technology on my wrist because now I have a flashlight. Exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and Apple's like, and we have all your data. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that that that's how I lie to myself in order to purchase it. So I did that. Um, and yeah, but besides that, it's kind of cool because I use um, Apple Pay a lot, and my old watch. Actually, I was almost too slow to like pull up like the credit card or like the the debit card on my Apple Watch. Though so this this one now does it, and yeah, it was just an update. So, um, but I I think it's a good idea to skim through my uh, apps and the notifications because that's oh, sometimes turn, annoying. Just turn turn them all off. But I did. So I was so I wear my watch a lot, and I've I've allowed myself to just accept that I'm not going to wear it at every event. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to put a a traditional watch on. But I found myself, I was actually on a business trip a few weeks ago. And I found myself like so I have my um what the monitor that the face turned off. Mm-hmm. So I have to I have to tap it to turn it on. But I didn't so I was not wearing my Apple Watch at work. Um and I found myself like checking my watch and then just tapping the, the face of my watch just out of habit because <laughs> i was just like oh what time is it and i just boop and i was yeah. like oh that's bad yeah <laughs> that's not that's not a good thing second purchase is actually a very practical one in hamburg i bought like a kind of like a small motorcycle like a motor scooter uh which i did like a i think i talked about it in another episode did like a license for and now i can scoot a uh, motor scoot to to my office um it's you know it's it's just a practical thing and it's kind of handy and i've been really enjoying that i've been thinking about doing that for a few years actually so uh, i got that one as like a bigger purchase this year um and it made how, me happy how how are the fuel prices and everything at this point um it's it's gone down a lot again like so like a liter is like 170 or something so like that's okay. a gallon for probably uh, i don't know like five dollars or something perhaps a little less i guess yeah uh, i mean it's not great but it's been way worse yeah yeah, yeah. and that and, yeah with a with the scooter it's just i mean like the mileage on that is insane i've uh, i've uh, ridden like i don't know how many thousand kilometers already uh or, or perhaps like a thousand perhaps one and a half thousands and i got like gas like twice or something for for like 12 euros um so it's just in very cheap and it's fun i really enjoy enjoy riding and it's it's a big one so i can you know take someone with me um and you can actually store a lot of like you can go shopping and like grocery grocery shopping and store enough stuff in there so it's it's just a practical thing that's also fun does the baby sit in front of you or behind (laughs) you (laughs) <laughs> no, I sit behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me the baby has not been on the, the scooter yet. Not yet. 
But we did. The day he was born, my wife went on the back of the scooter with me for like just like 200 meters, 300 meters, uh, because we have actually friends um, who uh, had their baby the day after they went on a brief like scooter ride. And we kind of like <laughs> yeah. reenacted it. And actually mm-hmm. the next day he came, he he was born. So uh, that worked out fine. There you go. Yep. That's, uh, that's better than the peanut. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. What did I put on here? Oh, so mine... <laughs> These, these are reflecting my, my age. I got, let me show you. First, have you seen all these, these like Theraguns? No, I actually, I had to look up what that is. First, I thought it was like a massage oh something or what is that? Do you see like when you're watching, I'm sure if you're watching soccer match, you see them like hit, like oh. hit the guys with, yeah, yeah like the, these things. It, if, it is a great a, like, Jim has something in his hand. If you wouldn't know better, it could be a sex tool, but it's not. Uh, so it's, <laughs> yeah. like a, it's like a like a thingy with like a dongle on the top that vibrates, I guess, or like pulsates. Yeah, well, it's a it's a hammer. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you can use it as a sex tool, but I mean, I think you would have to be <laughs> oh yeah <wow>. pretty pretty <laughs> ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, it's, uh, what, it's what do you intense. use it for? So, because I've destroyed my leg playing soccer and mm-hmm. everything else on my body, like I will use it to like hit my muscles before I work out, and it actually works. So oh, I used cool. to have to, I used to have to wrap my quad before I would go play soccer because I've torn it so many times, mm-hmm. and I was able to use this Theragun on it to like break down the scar tissue mm-hmm. and like get get the muscle relaxed in a point where. Like it doesn't bother me anymore. Knock on wood. Watch me stand up and like pull it. Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but I got that. You know, yeah. it's you know, like three hundred dollars or something, and you can get cheaper ones, but right, like it's overpriced. And then I got on Amazon, yeah, this damn thing for eight dollars. <laughs> A thoracic spine roller. So oh. you ever see like people with like the foam yeah. rollers? Yeah. Oh my God. Did after a day of being at your desk or like working out, it's the best feeling in the world just to like roll back and it pops your back and like gets your gets oh, the awesome. knots out. Oh my god. Well, it's just like I'm just old. And as like I just I'm constantly carrying the kid or doing yeah. stuff around the house or which you make fun of me. I, I rock climb um, a couple times a week. And That's so I, awesome, just, man. I need to like, <laughs> I need to like stay flexible and everything in my body's like, no, we are not <laughs> going to be flexible. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, so I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just fighting it. I'm in no position to laugh at that because at least you're doing something for your body and being <laughs> being fit and actually taking care of that. So I'm like a bag of sand here. So I'm uh, I'm actually I'm jealous and I'm, I admire that. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. <laughs> this time next year, you're gonna have a Theragun and a foam roller, and you're just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> f that Apple Watch, dude. I just needed this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, all your all your purchases again. This is uh, 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 kudos to you. Are very health and like uh, fitness related. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying for that that widow maker when I'm forty. When I'm selling the treadmill, <laughs> this <laughs> just explosion. <laughs> uh, neat. I think that was the last category. We had one more hobbies, but I think we're just gonna cross it off because it's not too exciting. I mean, you we we can go through with Jim's Jim's favorite hobby is. Doing stuff in silence, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in silence, walking the dog in silence, driving in silence, crying in silence. And yeah. I also picked up needle pointing, which is, is uh, you could do that in silence. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, and yeah, my hobby is now there's a baby and uh, and cooking, but that has always been my hobby. So no news here. But I think we, we've gone through a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, it's been an hour almost. So um, that's that's been our year, right? Yeah. I can't believe 2022 is over. It feels like we just haven't ever left 2020. It's just it's just evolved, yeah, into yeah. into this new new madness. Uh, but yeah, no, things things are way better than 2020. Yeah, I think I think the last half year, the last for me, it was like the last little more than half year. There, it feels like we're finally disconnecting a little bit, or the last few months actually disconnecting from from the 2020 like craziness. Uh, 
um, chaos, kind of like time, even though it still is, uh, but it feels like, or I guess we are more used to it perhaps. I don't know. Um, Just think of the weight of that statement of, yeah, it feels like things are normalizing and like this, the chaos of 2020, yet there's an open conflict mm. in Eastern Europe right now, right? With, with every, all the tragedy in Ukraine. I mean, you just, and the reason I say that is not to make light of it, but it's like just how insane yeah. 2020 and the pandemic was for the globally. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just globally, everyone just got yeah. rocked. And how thick of a skin, like, we each need to have in order to just process all that and, like, to, that we're kind of just overlooking it and be like, oh, yeah, things are getting back to normal, even though they're not for, for a lot of people. But let's not get too deep into that. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to end. <laughs> and you know what? It just started raining, Alex. So uh, <laughs> let's go, go stand in the rain for a minute. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, that's it for 2022 our best off and uh, if we were on youtube we would ask you to put in the comments that what you like but we're not on youtube so you can't really put anything in the comments that's still i mean you can but i just <laughs> I, alex will tell me about the comments months from now <laughs> um, <laughs> just email us yeah you can email us at a really easy email address i'll put in there as well um That's it for today. You guys have, as we Germans say, einen guten Rutsch ins neue Jahr, a good slide into the new year, right? And if you listen to this already in, in 2023, then Happy New Year. Yeah, God, I don't think we have anything fun where it's like, Happy New Year, I get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check it off All the right, list. Happy New Year's, everyone. <laughs> okay, tschüss, was nice, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs>